0: Lob Talk Radio. Hello there, this is President George W. Bush. Hello there, this is President George W. Bush <laughs>
1: telling you that you better listen to the A.J. Bruno Show. <laughs> it's coming up next.
2: From the Northern Command. In sunny tropical, wonderful blue state, Obamaland, New Jersey. the a j Bruno show is on now. Hey
3: everyone, welcome to the AJ Bruno Show. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for president thank Thank you to President Bush for uh, that lovely introduction. I'm glad to be here. Uh, glad the show is finally on. Uh, if you'd like to call in, uh, the number is 347-308-8073. We'd love to hear from uh, conservatives and liberals alike, so feel free to uh, to call on in, everyone. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the today's memo. Uh, there's a lot of issues we're going to touch on in the show. Uh, there's some interesting segments, too. You'll want to stay tuned. It uh, should be good for a couple of laughs, but this is what I want to talk about first. I don't know who... I don't know who went to CPAC. Um, if you're listening and you have a comment on this, please feel free to call in. But I unfortunately couldn't make it myself. But it's rather disappointing the direction that it seems the, the party is, uh, is going or the conservative movement is going in. Uh, for instance, I was watching some of the coverage yesterday. Um, they had they do a straw poll. I don't know how many of you are familiar with this. They do a straw poll at the end of each conference, uh, basically saying... You know, what, what uh, candidates are at the top of everyone's list? Uh, you know, what's your <clears throat> uh, philosophy is and such? And in regards to that question, there was they had this last year, too, and it seems like the percentages have been drifting in a very disturbing direction. It basically said uh, one was more, uh, you know, it asked you which one of your philosophies, uh, which one of these philosophies best, you know, corresponds to you, one was, you know, free markets, limited government, uh, that sort of thing. One was defense, uh, national security, along those lines. Another was uh, protecting marriage and the sanctity of human life. Now, personally, I'm a pretty well-rounded Reagan conservative. Um, I I feel strongly about all three of those. But and this number was astounding to me. 74 percent, 74 percent, picked the free markets, limited government. Now, the economy is, is Incredibly important. It really is incredibly important. But the problem with that line of thinking is, our our nation's security and guaranteeing life for every single human being is even more important. And shame shame on I mean shame on these people for thinking like that. You know, the the amount of money you have in your pockets is nothing compared to protecting this country compared to protecting the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness—that every American, born or unborn, should be guaranteed—and it's it's incredibly disturbing to see. It, I mean, it's it's in general the whole secularization of society, and we could see that now seeping into the conservative movements. We cannot allow that to happen. If anyone else has any takes on this, I'd, I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to hear them. But it, we can't. We we can't because conservatism is not just one of these three things. Conservatism is all three. Like I said, protecting life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. In order to protect life, we obviously can't pick and choose and say, oh well, you're born uh, so you're a human being, and we can't you know we can't take your life away. And if someone does that, then you know they're going to get tried with a capital crime. On the other hand. Excuse me. If you are an unborn child and you're murdered, well, that's fine. That's legal. And we call the people who do that doctors. Now, now, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the purpose of a doctor is to save lives, not to take lives. And shame on anyone who calls themselves a conservative and does not prioritize protecting the unborn. 50 million, 50 million. Americans, have been, have been murdered through this. It, it is the American Holocaust. And it is absolutely despicable, despicable that we allow that in this country. The Founding Fathers would be turning over in their graves at this. And, and there's a lot of issues that are important. But to me, you have to prioritize defending our country, particularly against the radical Islamists, and fighting for the sanctity of human life. Both of which President uh, Barack Hussein Obama doesn't doesn't seem to understand the concept of, and and shame on him for not under for not for not he just doesn't get it he just doesn't get it not 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 only has he not produced a a birth certificate proving he was born in this country for all we know we can have a president born in Kenya that isn't even legitimately able to hold this office, but the fact that majority of people Including, including some Republicans or people who uh, would have fell in that that traditional Reagan conservative coalition to to support this guy, and even people who didn't vote for him are now, oh, you know, we want him to succeed, we wish him the best, and even a lot of people, a lot of people at, at this at this conference would have said that. Like some of the people may invite there are not conservatives. Uh, for instance, uh, Joe Scarborough was a speaker. Okay, Joe Scarborough is not a conservative. The man is a rhino. Okay, listen to anything that comes out of his mouth. If you're a conservative on MSNBC, that's that's pretty much a liberal anywhere else. So, <laughs> you gotta use the MSNBC conservative standard, which isn't exactly the uh, ideal, ideal to live by at all. Um, but it's just disturbing. It's just disturbing in general, folks. Uh, we face so many threats in this day and age, and we can't support a president who's, unaf- who's not afraid to, to – sorry, who is afraid to confront these threats or, doesn't, or is unwilling to. At least he's unwilling to. Yeah, it's, I mean, signing the Mexico City policy lately, which – so now our tax dollars are going to go to fund abortions overseas. That's, that's just great. That's just great. That's, that's, so, that's so necessary. To use our money for that, when when the, the policies that were practiced by President Bush were, were working just fine, they were moral policies, and he has to, you know, he had to undo that. Look look where this where this president's priorities lie. Doesn't care about the unborn, and he's concerned with protecting the rights of terrorists. These are not, uh, you know, call them enemy combatants, or uh, we even try and call them prisoners of war and put them under the Geneva Conventions these these terrorists these animals are not prisoners of war okay these terrorists are exactly that they're terrorists so why should we treat them with any any measure of uh of courtesy they they aren't american citizens they aren't uh they aren't prisoners of, of war. And look at their situation they have in Gitmo there. And that's a lot better than most prisoners here in the United States. They've got a great situation going there. And now he wants to shut down Gitmo, which, which uh, contrary to popular belief and what the uh, mainstream media tries to tell you, there has been one documented instance of the uh, military members at this base abusing the prisoners one. Meanwhile, there's hundreds a year of the prisoners abusing the the uh, the military members, between throwing um, you know bodily matters at them and and Lord knows what else. It's 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 just beyond beyond comprehension the way some of these people think. So I I I, I just I just don't know. I, I mean, think about it. We're going to have terrorists on American soil. American soil, folks, you know, imagine, imagine moving moving these people, uh, you know, they want to put them in Fort Leavenworth in Kansas. What if, God forbid, some of them get out or some of them uh, won't even try to get released? And they go and commit terrorists to the United States. Where are you going to, where are you going to send these people? You can't deport them. Their countries don't want them. They don't want to go back there because they know they're going to be treated. far worse than whatever whatever uh, godforsaken country they're from. Okay? Leave them in Gitmo, where they belong, where these terrorist scum belong. They don't belong in the United States. They're not being abused, and even if they were, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world anyway. They're terrorists. Okay, They murder men, women, and children indiscriminately. They follow a fundamentalist Islamist philosophy. Okay, these people will not stop. They will not stop until they completely cripple Western society and overrun it with with their perverse uh, theological, legal philosophy. Everything. There's no there's no stopping these people unless we all get into our heads that that is the top priority. Then we, we face other threats too. We face threats from North Korea with, with Kim Jong il who's probably the most insane man on the planet. You know, I mean to think that we can you can bargain with someone like that is doesn't make any sense at all. Uh we have Iran to deal with they're getting close to nuclear weapons. And that issue hasn't hasn't been anywhere near close to uh being resolved. You know, you have a rising China, you have that much of uh, Chavez in Venezuela. There are a lot of threats we face in this world. Defense has to be number one, our top priority. You know, recently uh, uh, our great president, uh, at, in, in, his, in his infinite wisdom, in the Messiah's infinite wisdom, you know, praise Obama, decided that cutting our defense budget next year by 10% is the right way to go. Wow, that's brilliant, because we're in one of the most dangerous times in our country's history. Let's downsize our military. Let's leave ourselves more vulnerable to attack by terrorists and and the enemies of freedom. The thinking of these people is so warped, folks. It is it is scary. There was so much at stake in this last election. There was so much at stake, and I I hope I hope to God that this country lasts the next four years. But I mean, I I mean, look, there was a lot of problems with McCain. He wasn't a, a you know, conservative. Uh, he's only conservative about certain things. And I think had we run a different candidate, had we run Governor Romney, who I supported after Senator Brownback uh, left the race, I don't think we would be in this position. Picture Mitt Romney and Barack Obama in a debate. Romney would have tore him to pieces. He would have torn him to pieces. And McCain was just so, so, uh are fair about it? You know, he just didn't even try. He didn't even try. there's you know, something that, uh, one of the few things that, uh, well, something that I heard Russian then boss say that made a lot of sense. Um, he said something, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines that McCain uh, his entire campaign was one big concession speech, and that may, that makes a lot of sense that's pretty much what the campaign was. He didn't really fight This was the most important election and probably at least in my lifetime, and certainly one of the most important elections in our history and we elected a man who we know virtually little very little about someone who is in a league with the right the likes of uh, you know, Bill Ayers, who, as Sean Hannity likes to say all the time, an unrepentant terrorist, someone who is in leagues with uh, his, his former pastor, Reverend Wright, who he conveniently denounced when to get politically expedient. The man sat in his church for 20 years. If you don't believe he heard a couple of crazy things during that time span, then you're just buying into his BS because that's complete nonsense, and obviously he did. Obviously he did. You know, he's in league with uh, Tony Rezco, that criminal uh, slumlord. All these things. And McCain, McCain refused to attack him on the right issue, which is a perfectly legitimate issue, okay? Yet we want to discuss the important things that are relevant to people's lives, but we also have to discuss the matters which affect which affect our country. And, and it affects our country um, I should rephrase that. It affects our country in the way that we have a president who does not exhibit the moral character, the moral integrity that should be essential to occupy the most important office in the entire world. Regardless of what you think of everything, every decision President Bush made, unless you are a complete, complete blind partisan, you cannot say the man did not lack moral conviction. You know, you cannot say that he didn't do what he thought was right for the country, that he lived by his values. And President Bush is a man I deeply admire. I didn't agree with everything he did, but I agree with the vast majority, obviously. And it was more than that. It was. It was this was a great. This is a, this is a great man. He's a great man of faith. He's a great conservative leader. And we were so fortunate to have him for eight years. I, I wish that I, I, you know, I wish we could go back in time and just slow it down and enjoy those eight years more because they're going to look pretty good. I mean, they look really good right now. But in a few months, you're going to see a, lot, a large portion of the country thinking, oh, maybe we were a little hard on, on President Bush. You know, the situation's a lot worse now than it was then. A lot worse, a lot worse, and I mean to think that not, not only his, not only Obama's massive, uh, massive problems, his personal problems, but this man had like, no experience, he had no experience at all, at all. He was, he like to say he was a community organizer. Wow, okay, that that's nothing. Anyone can be a community organizer. Doesn't make you qualified to be president. Uh, what, seven years in the Illinois State Senate, okay, whatever, um, and pretty much two years in the Senate, then he spent the next two years running for president. That does not qualify you to be commander-in-chief. At least President Bush had some executive experience. Uh, you know, he was, he, was uh, he ran the Rangers for a while, he was governor for about six years, uh, which is a lot more, a lot more than that. This man is completely... Not only is he completely unprepared to be president, he's incompetent, he's undeserving of the office, and I tell you, I'm not going to wish someone success when success means uh, appeasement, when it means uh, con- continuing to destroy human life, and maybe even attempt the Temple Freedom Choice Act, which is another issue that we can we can get in depth later. Um, and also, also the fact that this new, this, this, this uh, what do they call it, the American uh, Recovery um, and Reinvestment Act, uh, <laughs> when it's pretty much just a pork-laden, bendulous socialist bill. That's what it is. Let's say it for what it is. You know, that's why the only three Republicans I voted for were the, were the biggest rhinos in the Senate. It's, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. This thing is gonna fail. It's two thirds spending, one third tax cuts. And most of this most of the spending most of the spending is on is on stupid things too. You know, whether it's for uh, uh, contraception, like a half a half billion dollars, um, forty four million dollars to renovate the agriculture building. Okay, I think the agriculture building can wait a couple of years for renovation. That's not a top priority. Let's get a new fleet of uh, government cars, which is uh, the better part of a billion, I think. Um, And we can go on and on with this. There's so much unnecessary stuff. And he's spending other people's money. Not only is he spending other people's money, which he has no right to spend, but he's spending the money of future generations. You know, probably people, probably people aren't even born yet that he's spending their money. He, you know, like he likes to say that he's going to uh, cut the national debt in half. Well, yeah, okay, um, including, and he's counting the, the fact that he's doubled the national debt already in his uh, not even month and a half in the White House. It, it, it's, it's mind-boggling. I mean, but we'll see how well this is going to work out, which, um, well, is <laughs> isn't very well at all. We, we we all know that. Um, but but yeah, it it's not it's not going to be pretty. You know what they could have done? What they could have done? I mean, obviously they could have had a a, ta- a heavily tax-based bill, which would have been the ideal situation, which would have been what we needed to stimulate the economy. I'm not opposed to this sort of activity if it's actually going to work. This isn't going to work. It's not. I'm not an economist, but I know it's not going to work. You can call me on that. It's not going to work. And what they could have done is given almost you know, roughly $3,000 to every man, woman, and child in, this, in the entire country, in the entire country. And that would have had more effect than this. In fact, why not? It's our money anyway. Just give it back. You know, It's not like people are going to just be, oh, I'm going to save it because things are always going to be bad. A lot of people are going to spend that money, get into the economy, get the economy rolling again even that would have been leaps and bounds better than what we have now. It, it just doesn't make any sense. It literally makes no sense. Um, if you guys want to comment on this, uh, please call in. Uh, you can go on the, the site, blogtalkradio.com uh, slash aj-bruno, that's A-J-A-Y-B-R-U-N-O. It should be there already. Or you can call in, I mean, you can you can call in based on your, on your microphone and your headset on there, or you can call in the the uh, the guest in number uh, the studio number which is 347-308-8073. three zero eight eight zero seven three I'd love to hear what you have to think um, love to hear what you have to think about that uh, I just want to spend a minute um, since we got through all that that was quite a mouthful quite a mouthful a um, little bit about the show it's going to be pretty much a political talk radio show I'll try to get some good guests in for you here this is the first episode obviously I think to start, it's going to be airing uh, five to seven uh, Eastern time on Sundays, uh, five seven p.m. Obviously, for now, uh, we might, you know, demand, you know, tell your friends about it. Uh, let's get people interested. Let's grow the show, and if we can do that, we'll, uh, yeah, maybe we'll open up to more days. But uh, you know, I'm excited about it. Hope you guys are excited about it. Should be should be a lot of fun. We'll make fun of the liberals together. But, you know, don't get me wrong. If you're a liberal, you want to call in, you want to question me on something. If you're, if you're yelling at your, uh, you know, your speaker right now, thinking think this guy's an idiot, call in. You're smarter than me. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. You think you're smarter than me? Let me know. Tell me why. I can tell I'll take it. I'll take it. So uh, let me know with that. Uh, we're going uh, to have some different segments. We're going to have some different segments in the show Um we don't, our commercials are pretty minimal right now, so we're going to have a few things. Um, I'm going to feature the music of, of someone who I, I think is very good, a friend of mine. Uh, we're going to feature her music uh, coming up at the top of the hour here. Hope you hope you enjoy that. We're going to have some different segments certainly. Um, uh, you know, Vice President Gore is on the show tonight. You'll be hearing from him in a minute uh, during our uh, during our first break. I hope you enjoy that. You can let me know what you think of it. Any ideas you might have, we'll have another segment coming on later in the show as well. Um alright. Well, the number is well you know what? You know what? I why am I giving out the number? I'm gonna have my good friend Mark Levin, uh, who recorded a segment here. Uh he's gonna get out the number for you and he'll uh he'll lead us into a commercial break. Alright, so we'll be back uh, we'll be back right after this. Stay tuned. It's me, Dr. Mark Levin. I'm telling you to keep listening to my good friend, A.J. Brown Show. You can call in at 347-308-8073. Now stay tuned, you big dope.
2: Well, hello there. This is former Vice President Al Gore, and the man who should have been president back in 2000. But you don't see me whining about it now, do you? I'm here to give you a little friendly updates, and tips on how you can fight global warming. Now you see, global warming is the greatest catastrophe, the greatest crisis that our generation has faced. We must be willing to tackle this issue. If we don't, our planet will be in peril, and it will become uninhabitable. Now. What I think we need to do is to cut off all the carbon emissions that come from me after I eat exorbitant amounts of food. Now you see, since I lost this election, I've been eating so very much that it's just hard to keep all the carbon in, and this has driven up the temperatures. About 10 degrees, just from my carbon emissions. Now, this should tell you that you've got to be careful with your carbon emissions. It's most dangerous. It is the worst thing that we could possibly do. You've been told for eight years of a non-existent terrorist threat. Now it's time that we tackle the real threat. That of global climate change. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got a private plane to catch, which I will take to my 10,000 square foot mansion in Tennessee, which uses up 20 times as much energy as former President Bush's ranch. But that's okay, because I am the crusader for global warming. And don't worry about me, I may not have any friends like they say in South Park, but I'm doing just fine. I'm an Oscar winner, so I'm not whining at all about that election that was stolen from me. Now, back to this right-wing nutjob show. Thank you very much for listening to me regarding this most important issue.
3: All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that, uh, Mr. Vice President. That was uh, very nice of you to give us a um, to give us that, that uh, little piece of information there. Wow. Now, why don't we, why don't we discuss that issue now? Um, yeah. You want to call in 347-308-8073 is the number. Um <laughs> global warming wow what do they call it now global climate change is that uh that seems to be the the issue um that seems to be an issue that he wants That Obama wants to uh tackle apparently. When uh, let's see, when we have thousands of climatologists out there saying that <laughs> it's not it's not global warming, that this isn't this isn't the issue. It's it's fake. There's no evidence to support this. It's a bunch of baloney. That in fact what's really happening is <laughs> we're actually speeding on the onset of a new ice age because we're trying to cut down on carbon emissions so much. And that's leading towards towards cooling the climate, not warming. It's the ice caps aren't melting at some enormous rate. In fact, they just discovered uh, just the other week that there was a chunk of ice the size of California in and Antarctica that's and actually still there. They thought it melted. That's how incompetent some of these people are. You know, it's 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 disturbing, it's disturbing to say the least. That that these people actually have the, nerve, have the nerve to try and tell us... And Obama's one of them. Obama is one of them. To say, uh, you know, we're going to have to make sacrifices. To, this is the most important issue of our time. Well, considering it's a complete falsehood, considering it's probably the greatest hoax ever perpetrated, ever perpetrated on on humanity, I don't think it's a stress to say that, because it is. You got a lot of people a lot of people around the world who believe in this stuff. And all for nothing. If, if it's anything, it's to get notes. This is something they're trying to use as a, a wedge issue or, or something, something to give them some sort of leverage. And I mean, it's the kind of pe- people they are. The, these radical left wingers who are in league with these um, with these radical these radical environmentalists. Look, I'm, I'm an environmentalist. I don't want to destroy the planet. I don't think anyone in the right mind wants to destroy the planet. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. Nobody wants to. Well, no one in the right mind. Wants to you know drop garbage into a a river or a forest and you know pollute the environment and drive endangered species to extinction and and all of these things. Nobody nobody is saying that, but this whole nonsense that you know all these carbon emissions are increasing the temperature and I mean it's so ridiculous. Like you had, I remember a few months ago you had. Uh, Prince Charles who doesn't know anything about the climate but okay saying that if we don't reverse this in a year and a half that it's going to be irreversible on our planet and be completely destroyed (laughs) uh, you know what do you say to something like that it's not this is real fear-mongering you know people accuse President Bush of fear-mongering during his administration well, no, it's not fear-mongering if it's a real threat, a real threat that could kill, that has killed thousands and thousands of people. It could kill millions and millions of people if we don't stop it. You know? That's a real threat. I don't think of there's been a single person who's died from the so-called climate change, it's this, this uh, nonsensical left-wing propaganda of global warming. Okay? It doesn't exist. I've seen the stupid, inconvenient truth, uh, the movie Mr. Gore. I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. Not only is it boring; it's the world's longest PowerPoint presentation. puts you to sleep. You know, and not only is it not even entertaining. Not only is it not even entertaining, but it's full of inaccuracies, false science, completely one-sided. Not even presenting. Trying to say that. You know, at one point during the movie, he says that uh, you know uh, he says Well, you know because people think there's a, people think there's an debate on it, and you know no, uh, and he shows some surveys saying that uh, out of like a thousand scientists or something, that none of them uh, disagree with it. Like, well yeah, if you're picking ones that are uh, in the back pocket of the Democratic Party, the back pocket of the liberal movement, maybe that's the case. But that's not real science. it's not and it's it's just it's just beyond me. I mean we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about all the all the hogwash of the liberals, all the uh lies that they spew. This is certainly at the top of the list. It's at the top of the list. It's uh, I, I don't know. Let me know what you think about this, because I, I mean, are there any conservatives? I mean, I'm sure there's some conservatives out there who actually or, or people who identify themselves with conservatism who believe this is a real thing. I know there's members of the Congress who call themselves Republicans. It's almost that it's, it's almost that it's not even. It, it is that it's it's somehow politically incorrect. To say, um, to say that it's that it's not true, you know, they're trying to say that they're basically trying to put this on the same level that being a Holocaust denier is. Well, no, no, the two have nothing in common. The Holocaust was responsible for 11 million people, not not soldiers civilians 11 million civilians being exterminated by the Nazis anyone who denies that does not deserve any respect it's a matter of historical fact it's a fact it's a proven horrendous fact global warming is not it is not and that's the bottom line if 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 anyone thinks it can Prove that it's somehow true, which it's it's not. I've looked over the evidence. Now call in 347-308-8073. Let me know what you think. Because I can tell you it's it's a complete nonsense. And I was open to the idea at first. I didn't know what I thought about it at the beginning. I'm like, okay, this is real. This is an actual thing. You know, convince me Show me the evidence. Show me the evidence. I've examined both sides. It's crystal clear that this is not this is nothing but political propaganda. That's what it is. It's political propaganda. And the fact that anyone can buy into this, you know, don't just listen to these talking heads, these liberal talking heads. Who say that? Who say that this is, you know, this is a fact? And how dare you challenge it? How dare you saying that the the, the debate is over? You know, it's time to act. No, the debate's not over. It's not over because it's not true. So they want us to act on something that's not true. Like that, that Kyoto at the Kyoto Protocol. This thing that well, it wasn't until recently. That every that every country, every country, save for the United States and Australia, uh, sorry, every industrialized country, had signed had signed the Kyoto Protocol. Uh, I think Australia did recently after their disturbing um, election result last year, and the United States is heading in that direction with Obama. Yeah, you know, this thing doesn't require India or China, who are the, uh I believe they're the biggest polluters. Of, well, if you consider carbon a pollutant, carbon's not a pollutant, but they're the biggest emitters of carbon and other, you know, greenhouse gases. And they're they're not obliged to do this. You know, what are, what are the what are the uh, Chinese making? They're building up their military. That's what they're doing with their emissions, and that's fine. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I I would beg to differ. I would beg to differ. It's completely nonsensical. It it's a complete lie. And look, we, we can't we can't sign on to this. It would damage the American economy so much. America has always been a leader in everything. In everything. And we have to continue. We have to continue in that path. We can't give it up. It's a lot of these liberals, a lot of these left wingers, try and say that the that America needs to join the world, needs to join the international community. No, no, America is the leader. It has always been the leader. We have led in everything in our history. You know, think about it. Think about it. Now we we go off track sometimes. We're not always right. We're not right hundred percent no, nobody's perfect. I mean God is perfect, obviously. But we can't. We can't just give into this. We have to fight. This is a battle we've got to fight. We can't let them we can't let them do this. So we have to make sure we don't sign on to something like this. This ridiculous treaty. That's important. That's very, very important. Um Speaking of treaties, um, since we're talking about the climate, um, well, that, that doesn't—I mean, the ocean is climate, technically. This, uh, this law of the sea treaty, which a lot of people say they're conservatives support, this was an area where, yeah, you know, I would have disagreed with President Bush, and I would have disagreed with, obviously, I disagreed with Obama. Um, a lot of, you know a good portion of conservatives obviously see see where this is going we cannot surrender the sovereignty of our country to the UN, the u n of all of all people you know what, what for those of you who are't familiar with this what this law of the Sea treaty uh, would do if it were instituted um, the u s signed off on it and whatnot it would give Pretty much uh, jurisdiction control over all the world's oceans all the international waters to the United nations, so we're going to have the United Nations restrict our naval movement, and they have such a great track record the u n is such a wonderful organization you know they don't they don't they don't do anything wrong you know uh, because they're being they're being um, Anti-American, which anyone who denies that is not uh, not up to speed on things. Uh, They're anti-Semitic. No respect for the Israeli state. And not only are we a member of this preposterous organization that that's going to lead to um, that's going to lead, you know, could lead to a world government. Which I mean don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not necessarily against internationalization, but not on not on those terms. If we were ever to have a a one world government, a one world republic or or some you know, some state of that kind, it would have to be on on different terms. Because We're going to have a a state based on the principles of the UN, based on what? Not acting when madmen exterminate large portions of people and not acting when they try and infringe on the sovereignty of of nations who are trying to defend themselves. Like all these people who said that President Bush should have, uh, you know, made sure he got authorization from the UN before he went into Iraq. The UN doesn't never act. It's economic sanctions after economic sanctions. We saw that during the Carter administration. It doesn't work. You can't reason with madmen like that. Sometimes you've got to be willing to stand up and defend what's right. You've got to defend what's right. Shame on anyone who, who believes in this philosophy of appeasement, this philosophy of internationalization under those terms. If we're ever going to have a united world government, if we're ever going to do that, we have to be willing to stand up for what we believe in and say, you know what? The Judeo Christian principles that America was founded on, that um, this country was founded on, we've got, we've got to be willing to say, served us well, and it'll serve the world well. We, uh, this, the United States has the greatest system of government on the planet, probably the greatest system ever conceived, especially for a large nation, and our ideals. Our ideals are so great. I mean, certainly we go off track sometimes and there's people who seem to lack those ideals like President Barack Hussein Obama. But if we're ever going to unite as, one, as, man, as, as humanity, to come together as a species, as a race, we have to. We have to fight for these ideals. We have to. You have to seek that path, and I'll, I'll tell you what—it's going to be—it's going to be—it's going to be a dark road. But you know what? Fighting for what's right, being willing to being willing to stand up for what's right—it's never been easy. It's never been easy. We've 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 seen people. You know, we saw, um, for instance, uh, Neville Chamberlain, who was the Prime Minister of the UK, before Second World War. You know when he was negotiating, he was negotiating with uh, Hitler and such. And uh, you know he said, "I, you know, gentlemen, I believe we have achieved peace in our time." Well, <laughs> okay. If if peace means negotiating with a madman, if peace means, I don't even know. I, I I can't go on. Let's let's take a call. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to ramble on so much. Uh, all right, uh, sir, madam, you are on the A.J. Bruno Show. What's on your mind?
4: Hi, A.J. Bruno. I
3: I'm doing well. How are you, sir?
4: Yeah, pretty good. It's I want to tell you that uh, you say that you can make peace with your enemies. I mean, how is that possible? I mean, do you remember Yasser Arafat made the peace with uh, with Israel? But because then later on, he went and he said jihad against Israel. You remember? Because the Muhammad uh, did the same thing when in the uh, Mecca, uh, he tried to capture Mecca, he could not, and uh, finally told to the people over there, we are not coming after you guys, leave your guns down, we are going to be your friends. So mm-hmm. Khadijah, is called uh, Khadijah. Uh, mm, uh, war uh i mean uh, in islam so so basically, after a year later, he attacked uh, Mecca and captured Mecca without anything because everybody put their guns down so, yeah. so 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 how is possible in Islam he can make a peace with Israel, and there's not no way I mean when Absolutely. they keep putting rockets on our land. I mean, we have self-defense. Totally, don't you think so?
3: Well, that's that's a good question. Now, where where are you from? Just just curious. Where I you
4: from, I oh, I, I I I'm am, I am from USA, but uh, I'm uh, Jew, uh, Ashkenazi Jews. Ah,
3: well, let me let me address that. Yeah, I think you make you make some good points there. Um, you know, you can make peace with your enemy. You can, but only for instance. Um, uh, if we're talking about the Israeli example, uh, for instance, now we have uh, you know, Mahmoud Abbas, who runs the West Bank uh, with Fatah, which is a more moderate party. This seems like a guy you can you can you can negotiate with. Um, but you got these nuts. Remember, dogs.
4: there is no moderate. Sorry, there is, please don't call moderate. In Islam, uh, you are either radical Islam or you are not a Muslim. I agree.
3: There, there, there is there. no
4: moderate. There is no moderate. I mean, you can go to Daniel Shaya State. A revolutionary guard from Iran, who was defective to the West, and he has interviewed Daniel to so Just put why I left Islam. You will see his video underneath. The, and and on the first segment, he says that he says that in Islam, everybody are radical Islam, and there is no moderate And you remember that uh, even uh, you call moderate is Muslim. That guy in Buffalo beheaded his wife in, in the TV, Arabic TV station room. Uh, so, and he was captured, and he said, well, I did it under Sharia law, uh, so it's, it's my right to do that. And then Afghanistan vice consular, Mr. Fagirad, and he beat his woman on Valentine's Day uh, from 8.30 in the morning until 12 p.m. What about that? that that's a Sharia law, that's Madre? That Afghanistan embassy in Washington, D.C., yeah. and he's the I mean, vice consular? Come on. You I,
3: I, vice agree. You. I, I agree. I read mean, right, this book. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Stein. He wrote a book called America Alone. Um, you know, He said also that you know the principles of Islam are obviously not based on peace. They're based on the violent life of Muhammad. However, there are certain people, I don't know why they're Muslims, they, they, they ignore the parts of their religion which are clearly violent, which are clearly based on these, these tenets. And, but we have to engage with these people. Well, but if we're going to engage they with don't. them, engage They with the don't.
5: Party.
4: They have put so many programs in my show. They won't come even dialogue with you because they are, they have nothing to offer. They don't have nothing because the, do you know that guy who had the seven uh, wives in Los Angeles, he was a Muslim. He had a prisoner in his house and all the wives were prisoners and the kids abused by him. Finally, somebody tipped off uh, the uh, the uh, right uh, channels, and then they broke up his uh, home, and then they found him, and they found all the prisoner cells that the women were in, and finally he was uh, prosecuted. and he and I love that judge. Uh, God bless him. He gave him seven life term sentence inside the prison in the okay. heavy security.
3: God bless them. God bless them as well. Uh, let me let me take a minute to address that. I was, I'm putting it on hold for a second. I'll let you uh, respond. Uh, basically, basically, here's the thing. I agree with you regarding regarding Islam. I think the religion itself is based on violence. It's based on on evil, and you see, it, like like the guy up in New York who decapitated decapitated his uh, his wife. This is sick. Okay. Um, I, I tend to agree. I'm a supporter of Netanyahu uh, in Israel. I'm glad he won, and I'm, I'll support whatever he does. If you, if you ask me, uh, Israel is, is, for God's people, the Jews. And, you know, one, it's one piece of land in a huge region the Middle East. The Palestinians are just Arabs. They can move. They can move if, they, if, they, if they're going to do this. And particularly we have these nut jobs who support Hamas in Hamas, launching rockets, killing uh, Israeli children, killing civilians. This has to stop, and whatever he has to do to make it stop, then we'll have to do that. We, we can't pretend that Islam is a religion of peace. There is so much evidence to the contrary. We've got to get people, you know, off of this PC thing, and we definitely we have to do something about this. I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I mean, the thing is, we have to we have to we have to converse with these moderates. I mean, okay. Islam is not a moderate religion, obviously, but there's people who are in denial about their religion. And we have to convince these people, you know, slowly but surely, you know, leave the Islamic faith. Muhammad was a butcher. The man murdered, raped, and pillaged across the entire Arabian Peninsula. He didn't live his life peacefully, and that's what I think a lot of his followers follow. Uh, if you want to respond to that, sir, go ahead.
4: Yeah, Islam is sort to the jihad, it will end with jihad, and Islam is like a cancer. Either cancer will kill you, or you will get rid of cancer. There is two options left. And we are, we are going to get rid of the cancer, of course. We are not going to let the cancer kill all of us. I mean, we have to be united together as a nation, as the countries of the world, and get the rid of these Muslims, and uh, all of them are radical, without question all of them anti-Americans, I mean, inside the mosque in United States, after-Friday prayer, they say, dead to America, dead to Israel. How, and, and then we cannot make our church in Saudi Arabia, we cannot make our church in Sudan, we cannot make our churches in, or, or synagogues in other places, but, but, but they come here and they make masks after mask after mask and then, um, you know, they have agenda. And the agenda is to take over this country slowly, slowly. Even it takes hundred years from now, probably it will be sooner than that. And then, uh, what would happen then? Then, once you wake up at two o'clock in the morning at your house and four o'clock in the morning because of the loud speakers, what you, then? You cannot vote. You will be get tired. You will be exhausted. And then, after sometimes, you will get fired from your job and then uh, then you will lose your home, and then they come and buy your home for t- t- $0.30, cents, $0.20, cents dollars. and then they move in, and then they have, uh, they have their own community right there. Instead, they kick you out. You see what I'm saying?
3: I'll tell you, yeah, exactly. It's very unsettling. For instance, our uh, Saudi allies, emphasis on the quotation marks in the allies, own 6 to 7% of the United States. You know, I, I mean, it's as if they're... You know they're they're using whatever means they have to buy us or conquer us. It's even worse. It's even worse over in Europe. Um, you know, uh, um, uh, Colonel Gaddafi once said uh, something along the lines of, "You know, Allah will grant us victory without firing a shot," because you've got 50 million Muslims Islamifying Europe, and it's it's not as bad here in the United States yet, but in Europe it's getting extremely bad. I, I mean, this to me is the this personifies the entire the entire situation up in. In London, where next to the Olympic Stadium, you have the, the biggest mosque in the country being built. And this thing is far bigger than any church uh, in England. I mean...
4: Exactly, it, 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 exactly. Islamic yeah, law all
3: right. is not compatible with, with, uh, with Western civilization. And, you know, exactly. God bless you, sir, you make a lot of sense. Uh,
4: and, and, and then they have made the biggest mosque in Ashland, Oregon, as well, too. Ashland, Oregon, and now uh, everybody community, all are Muslims, they send their kids, and the text, uh, textbooks, everything comes from terrorist government of Saudi Arabia. And not only that, the Florida, Washington, D.C., everywhere uh, that it comes. And then in the text messages it said I, America is a great shaitan. And, and in, in their text. So, so basically they teach, uh, and uh, these people, these children from the beginning, they keep teaching. Uh, Telling them that United States is a great shaitan, so why we let them these things happen under nose of Americans? I mean, this uh, so it's our fault too. Our fault of politicians, our fault of the president, I mean, the, these things, uh, and our fault of the homeless insecurity uh, office that uh, they let this happen under nose of Americans. I mean, shame on them.
3: Yes, yeah, shame, shame on them indeed. I mean, we've we got to have leaders, though, who are willing to stand up and fight for this. And, uh, you know, fortunately, there's one in, you know, there's one in Israel now, I've got Netanyahu there. But here in the United States, <laughs> you know, Obama is not a guy who's going to stand up and, and do what has to be done. Oh, no,
4: no, no. Obama, actually, if you say, uh, put said Obama uh, uh, in YouTube, just put say Obama admitted that he's a Muslim, there is a clip of interview with one of the journalists, and he admitted that he was Muslim, and then the journalist corrected him. He said, uh, uh, sir, you, you are a Christian. He said, yeah, 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 I'm a Christian. You're right. You see, I saw that too. Asked, yeah,
3: it was on Fox News, yeah. Beg your pardon? Oh, yeah, I saw that too. It was on Fox News. Yeah, he said you know, people were about uh, my know, Muslim faith, and then uh, you know afterwards, in a second thought. People don't slip that unless they mean something. Clearly, he's hiding something. I think he's a secret Muslim too, and we know so very little about this man.
4: Exactly, and and, and yet uh, this uh, this guy he has the serious issues. I mean, he doesn't doesn't secure our border lines. Our terrorist uh, people are coming and going as they wish, right now, and then we are. Uh, I mean, if any second super nine one one happens in United States, uh, not only. Uh, he is responsible, and all his administration will be out, will be impeached, and we will replace them with a the new uh, person that who give a damn about American people and about this country, and all the masks will should be closed in United States of America because the same way that they don't allow us to make it, uh, a church in Saudi Arabia and uh, church in, uh, and they burn off our churches in many other Nigeria and other countries as well, including the United States, why many churches are keep burning? Because they're doing it. Because they is a part of the uh, thing so then people say, well, we don't have place to go. Let us to go to the mosque instead. So you see, they have, they have agenda. And their agenda is very clear. And we are going to expose um, Muslim, Islam, and we are not scared from them. And these people, right now, they are taking Black Talk Radio already hostage. On the, on the nose of Black Talk, they recruit uh, terrorist uh, activities inside the Black Talk Radio.
3: And well, I hope we can provide a counter to that. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you want to go back to the whole uh, thing with Saudi Arabia, I've been reporting this a few years ago. It's completely unsettling. There's report, you know, they completely ban any religion besides uh, Islam, I, I actually called up the Saudi embassy a couple of years back, and I asked the guy, you know, why is this? You don't allow any other religion to be practiced. You don't allow for churches to be made. You burn Bibles when people enter the country. He tells me, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia is 100% Muslim. Nobody is not Muslim in the entire country. Like, really, really. I, I, I mean, these people are completely brainwashed. And, and yeah, exactly. if, it, if, it, if it's beyond to, to blog talk radio, that's even worse. And that's why it's important, you know, everyone out there listening, get your friends to listen to this show. Let's get some some good views on the air and counter this.
4: Yeah, I do always that. My name is Reza, R-E-Z-A. Just put on the uh, search engine Reza, you will see a lot of uh, my shows. And plus, I expose these pastors every day. Every time I have a chance, I will uh, uh, expose them. And uh, so basically, uh, I'm not going to let these people win my country uh, to to a big... uh, It's become a second Saudi Arabia. No way, Jose. And they want to put the flag of Saudi Arabia in our White House. No way, Jose, we will not allow them to do so. And Uh, we are standing standing for the truth, standing for justice, but they are using our freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and then they are using anti-hate law speech, that H.R. 256, H.R. 262, and E.N.D.A., please go to www.truthtellers.org. There is a video there. You watch it and and call your House of Rep, House of uh, Senate, and all the for the judiciary and tell them "Eh, eh, stop this uh, anti-hate law speech because if this passes, uh, and Obama loves to sign it, and then basically I am criminal, you are a criminal, and everybody else will be criminal, and accept Muslims and uh, uh, do, uh, other protected groups like gays and, uh, say, homosexuals. And that, we'll,
3: uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be sure to check it out. Uh, thank you. Thank you uh, thank you very much for your call. Uh, you had some great input there. Um, we're going to have to take a break, but, you know, keep listening, and i uh, love to hear from you again. Sure.
4: Uh, thank
3: you very much, sir.
4: God bless you, too. Shalom. Bye-bye.
3: God bless you. Shalom. All right, everyone, uh, we're going to have to go to a, a break here. Um, okay, well, I, I'm gonna, we're going to be playing a song over the break. A friend of mine, uh, Jean Malia, she's a great singer. Uh, you can go to her site at myspace.com slash Jean Malia, J-E-A-N-M-A-L-L-I-A. We're going to be playing her song over the break. Uh, we'll be back in five minutes. If you want to call up, we'll be taking more calls after the break, 347 308 Eight zero seven three. We'll be back after this. Thanks. So
5: we're getting invisible now that we are just fancy. Yeah, yeah. What happened to being on
3: Hey, we're back. Uh, uh, I had to take a well-deserved uh, break. I hope uh, that was a good discussion we had there uh, regarding uh, uh, Islam and the threat that uh, the radical strand poses. Uh, thank you again for calling in there. If you guys want to call in, uh, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. Talk about any uh, any issue you might want here. Um, I'll tell you what, I want to. I want to discuss here for a few minutes. Um, I want to go back to this whole, uh, this whole thing. Of, we we started the show with this. If you if you didn't turn in the beginning, this whole thing of the conservative movement here uh, being being corrupted basically by these by these phonies, by these phonies. Um, you know, I said this earlier. Our country was founded. Our country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. It is essential. It is essential to the survival of our republic, and I would argue for the survival of of mankind, that we stick to these values. It's so important. And we've seen so much secularization in our society. It's not a good thing. Tell you what, we are all here because God, by his infinite grace, infinite, infinite grace and infinite wisdom, Put us here. And and for us to turn away from him, to act like, oh, we don't need him, you know? We don't need the values that uh, the Hebrew Bible and the Christian Bible um, instill in our society. It's so ignorant, people. (laughs) We wouldn't exist. We wouldn't be here without him. Who are we to completely turn our society away from him? We have no right to do that. We have no right to do that. And we've seen we've seen that uh, with the legalization of abortion, with the whole the whole gay uh, gay movement being advanced, with uh, all this political correctness. I mean, it's 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 baffling. It's baffling. I mean, I want to before I get further into this, I want to make a recommendation. Uh, there's a movie called movie called Fitna. I TNA. Um, That the Dutch parliamentarian named uh, Geert Wilders uh, made, Uh, and uh, there's been a lot of controversy about this. But it's only about 16, 17 minutes. if you want to go see it, you can see it online. Uh, It's well worth it. You know, trying to say that it portrays Islam in a bad light and what. And you know, this guy has had his life threatened. He's had his life threatened for for simply exercising his right to free speech. You know, since when does that become a thing in our society that? We don't cherish. It's 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 just it's just not right. It's just not right. Uh, but hey, this makes a lot of sense. It really lays out the Quran and it corresponds to terrorism and what a lot of these imams, these so-called moderate imams, are saying. So check it out. Uh, let me know what you think about it. Uh, I thought it was phenomenal. We had you know Senator Kyle screaming uh had a screening for it in Washington last Thursday and uh and actually this is another another issue. I don't want to get too off track here, but uh we'll get into the whole uh, secularization thing in a minute if you want to call up and comment on that or what we talked about before it's three four seven three zero eight 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 zero seven three. Uh feel free to call in. Um but getting getting back to this issue. It's 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 very un, it's very unsettling that someone like this unless someone like Joe Scarborough, lesson who's not even a conservative gets invited to this. Um and someone like this who's a, a foreign conservator, a foreign conservative, uh doesn't. Someone who who's, who's speaking about this this this, um, this horrible threat to Western civilization. And people want to silence this guy. What are they thinking? What are they thinking? And it's just downright wrong. Well. And so I, I had posted something about, um, you know, I, I'll tell you, what, the people who run the CPAC conference, a couple, well, whole lot of them are not conservatives. These people, like I said, these people that are infiltrating the movement. And you can see it from the people they invite to the conference. Um, it's some of these people, it's really unsettling. Meanwhile, they don't invite this guy. Was he too controversial? Look, he speaks the truth. I mean, and they do invite someone like that. You know? Um, it's just downright wrong. It's just downright wrong. Uh but let's get back to the, the issue the issue at hand here in general. This whole idea of uh, let's just take a call. Uh um all right, uh Hello, you are on the AJ Bruno show. What's in your mind?
6: Hi Han, this is Julie from Iowa. Hi, how's it going? Hi Han. I uh I can't sign in. It's not letting me sign in. But I wanted to let you know I was able to hear and um I'll be definitely be back for the next one.
3: Great, great. Thank thank you for letting me know. Uh yeah, it should be working, everyone. Just go to the page. Uh I uh, I don't know, maybe it's being slow in connecting. What kind of problems are you having?
6: Um, I I went ahead and registered with the website and I didn't get my email. So maybe it's just slow sending me my link back, but I was able to click through it through yeah. um to listen to it, so but I just couldn't let you know to click in and let you know that I was here, so but oh, I did make. Thank it.
3: thank Be back uh, for the next one. All right, uh, thank you for calling.
6: Thanks, and Thanks for the invite.
3: No problem.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Take it easy. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Um, okay. Well, it, you know, some people seem to be having problem with this. Uh, problems with this. Let me know if you are. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Blame. Blame my employer, not me. Okay. You um, want to call in 347-308-8073. three zero eight eight zero seven three. Let's get back to the topic we were just discussing. Um, look, this this whole idea of basically, it seems like compromising on our principles. You know, like let's let's not talk about uh, Judeo Christian values. Let's let's uh, what I, what, I, what I talked about during my memo at the beginning of the show. Um, it is, it is, it's, it's just so wrong. You know, yeah, I believe in free markets and limited government too, but it's not as important. It's not as important as some other things, as turning away from the Judeo-Christian principles our founders instilled in the Constitution. That is the most important, protecting life, liberty, pursuit of happiness preserving our constitution for future generations preserving this country for future generations what it means this country is the greatest gift that god ever gave well okay uh, This is the country is the greatest state that god ever gave man its principles the greatest the greatest uh ideals that have been instilled in a, in a you know on a secular uh uh state and a society, you know, society that respects freedom, respects uh, you know, differences of opinion, but we still have to get back to our principles. And it's just we're going in the wrong direction. We're going in the wrong direction. We've got to get back on track. We do. Because if we don't, we're going to collapse. So you see, I mean, it seems like the people, these so-called conservative intellectuals or whatnot, these enlightened rhinos, if you will, in name only, um Saying you know we, we you know we, we can't talk about these uh these social issues um, we, we can't talk about defending ourselves Um you know, let's concede that let's not talk about it that's wrong that is wrong that's not right at all conservatism Reagan conservatism a man that I deeply admire and I think he's a model for our our ideas not just the United States. But but uh, in the world in the world as a whole, you know we need to have all three planks. You know, Governor Romney said something during the campaign, which made a lot of sense to me. Um, he said he said that the Republican Party has three, has three souls. And obviously, like a stool, it can't stand without all of them. You have social conservatism, defense conservatism, fiscal conservatism. You need all three. Tell you, and this is not this is not just reality. This applies anywhere around the world. You know, I'll, I'll cite in the English example here. You got this new leader of the. Oh, well, I mean, he's been a leader for a little year or two now, of the Conservative Party over in the UK, and people like this guy. Supposedly, he used to be more socially conservative. Then, by their standards, he became uh, more enlightened, so to speak. Well, if you consider enlightenment, uh, not wanting to fight for the unborn, not wanting to defend marriage, or so you know the values of social conservatism, and I suppose you could call that enlightened. But I don't consider that. I don't consider that to be enlightened. Um, you know, and see, these people are compromising on their principles go above the border to Canada. I, Stephen Harper, a guy who I admired um, until recently, I uh, thought he was a good uh, godly man, a good uh, good conservative. And then you see members of his party saying, you know, hey, we're in power now. The, the, the laws on abortion here are absolutely horrendous. They're ridiculous. Let's do something to curtail them. And you know, Prime Minister Harper says, "Oh no, guys, be quiet. Why are not doing anything about that." He just stands up and tries to shut these people down. Like you're supposed to be a conservative, and yet you don't want to fight for conservative values. I'm sure there's a lot of conservatives in Canada. Let me say for Quebec, which uh, uh, they should have left when they threatened they were going to leave, and the country would be a lot more right wing than it is now. Um, And Quebec is nothing like the rest of the country. You've ever been there, you don't want to go back. Uh, Montreal is not a fun city, um, and you know th- this whole idea. This whole idea. We got to get away from this of where people think we can walk away from some of our principles, and somehow it's okay, and somehow it's okay. I mean, I mean, it, it's I, I, I don't know. I mean, is if, if anyone out there a conservative or not? Disagree with this? Does anyone disagree with this? Can anyone say, you know what, you know what, AJ? You're wrong. You're wrong. And I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. No. If I am, tell me. Tell me. Tell me how I'm wrong. Tell me how it's, it's wrong uh to not want to compromise with some of your values to win elections. We did that in the United States when we picked McCain last year. I warned about this. In fact, when I eyes have the last seat back. I get on the microphone. After hearing Governor Romney uh pull out the earlier in the day. It might have been uh, a day or two before. And, uh, you know, thousands of people watching and whatnot, I say, uh, you know, uh, uh, shame on us for not, for, not to, for not enough of us supporting a, a conservative in the mold of Ronald Reagan, like, like Romney was, and instead this moderate to liberal, uh, this, uh, you know, came. McCain. I mean, I, obviously I came around to him eventually, but that's because he was electric too evil. We shouldn't have to choose between a lesser of two evils. When we run on our values, when we run on our principles, regardless, regardless of what country it's in, what time it is in history, we always win. Look at look at what happened with um, look at what happened uh, with President Reagan. He won by landslides both times. Both times. There's a lot of liberals. I know a lot of liberals who say, you know, I, I didn't agree with a lot of what he said philosophically, but the guy was a great leader. You know? And that's we can we can learn our values. We pick the right candidate. That's the lesson to learn. You pick the right candidate who has these values, these core principles. We can win. We can win. And uh, I assuming nobody nobody can uh dispute that. You could try, it, but I don't think—I don't think it is. And, and that's—that's been—that's been the underlying problem for years. For years. Conservatism. I—I I mean, I said this after the last election in 06, and I, I say it again now. Conservatism doesn't lose. We lose. We might lose as conservatives because we run away from our values. That's why we lose. Stand up. Stand up and say what you believe in. That's, that's not a losing strategy. In the last election, people ran away from President Bush, abandoned him. Maybe if we stood up for something. Maybe if we said, you know what? I'm not doing anything perfectly. No president is perfect. We're all a human. But standing up and tackling a threat you know, that we perceive as a threat, it's not wrong. And there's, there's, there's tens of millions of people who are now free because we stood up for our principles. Why is that so hard to understand? It shouldn't be. I'll tell you don't listen to these people who are out there saying, saying that we, we can ignore some of these principles because we can't. Because we can't. It's so, so wrong. And the world... Sometimes it is good and evil. Sometimes it is black and white. Sure, a lot of things are gray, but it also pret- depends on who who perceives them. Who perceives them? Um, you know, I was talking to a good friend of mine in South Africa, uh, Manika, uh, before, and uh, you know, she gets it. Uh, you look at that country, the way that. A lot of people say, oh, you know, during apartheid, it was all horrible and whatever. Nobody wants to mistreat anyone. I don't think people are massively mistreated. You know, if someone's judging someone based on the color of their skin, that's wrong. But if you're judging them based on their actions, if people are, are actually getting into these stereotypes and behaving in a way that justifies it, that's not racial stereotyping. And you see during that when you had the uh, you know, minority ruling, um, it wasn't... It wasn't racist, and it wasn't wrong. And tell you, let me ask this. Let me, let me pose this question out there. Once again, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. What's the greater evil? I don't know. Which one is evil? Which one is evil? Is it back when uh, in this country pornography was illegal? Um, the vast majority of abortion was outlawed. There was a moral uh, purpose. Uh, you know, we didn't tell. you know, give people uh, tips on uh Excessive abstinence and whatnot—is this—is this the greater evil, or is it now where it's the complete opposite, where abortions are encouraged, where promiscuity is encouraged, where AIDS runs rampant, more rampant than it ever has before, um, where you have—just using this example—you have socialist and communist parties running things, who have no respect for human life, no respect for human life. So I ask you, which is the greater evil? And, and I'll tell you, a lot of things like that get, per, get perceived in a way that they don't deserve to be. Like, like, just like I said with President Bush, let's move this down from a, from a, a state level to a human level. President Bush was a great man. He is a, I'm sorry, he is a great man. I'll say this again. I'll say this at every one of my shows. I will always defend this man. I believe in him. And I don't care if it's not popular to do it because he did what had to be done. We were attacked. We were attacked by these terrorist scum. And he stood up there on the rubble of, that, of the World Trade Center, and he said, you know, we're going to get these people who knocked down these buildings. And that's what we have to do. We have to defend our principles. Let us have this philosophy, whether it's defending our country, whether it's defending human life, whether it's defending any of our principles, why is it so hard to just stand up stand up for what we believe in it's, it's, folks it should be a lot simpler than than it is uh to a lot of people apparently i i i mean i i don't know i i if you have a take on this you can let me know 347 308 8073 um but look, folks, um all of, I mean it's it's let's hope all is not lost. You know. Let's go back to President Reagan. He said in his farewell address and I um, sorry, not his farewell address in his uh it was either his farewell address or, or when um he just found out he had Alzheimer's. He wrote in a letter to the American people. I know there will always be better days ahead for our country, and I, I hope—I hope from the bottom of my heart—that's true. We've got—we've got to get our act in gear. And and yeah, someone—someone someone said uh, on our uh, on our chat here, on our uh, show chat, that we should send you one back, and that's something we should definitely do. In fact. I've said this many times before. I'll say it again. UN out of the US and the US out of the UN. Enough with the UN. It's not doing any good. It's doing a lot more harm than it is good. And it's taking up a prime piece of real estate in Manhattan to, to boot. So there's another reason to get rid of it. We, Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying before. Internationalization has to happen on our terms. It has to happen without compromising our beliefs. And if we compromise our beliefs, you know, if if you sell your soul to gain the world, what have you really gained? Really, what have you really gained? Like all these people, like I said before, all these people who now um, who are all against Obama when he ran, but now they're like, oh well, I love him. You know, he's our president. Let's support him. What are you supporting? You're supporting appeasement you're supporting secularism you're supporting um, socialism and I'll say it I'll, I'll, I'll say this since people not on Russia's case were saying I'll say it if I'd want him to fail, I want him to fail if success would mean his policies that are completely the polar opposites of what I believe. Would if, if that's what would happen? If that's if that's his ideal of success, that's not my idea of success, not my idea. And anyone who believes that, I mean, <laughs> folks, I don't even know I don't even know what 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 to say to these people. They need to get their act. I mean, if you look at, I mean, his approval ratings went down, fortunately, but even if it's even if it's hovering around sixty, so you've got a significant amount of people who voted Republican. Now won't behind this guy, you know <laughs> i i mean let's let's, let's remember this um, I mean who knows what this guy what this guy has in store for us but uh Hitler was elected too. We all know how well that turned out, just because someone's elected by uh, has more votes than more excuse me, has more votes than the opposing candidates doesn't make it a, doesn't make it good it doesn't it doesn't make it a positive thing you know I'm not going to support something that I know is wrong tell me you know tell me tell me why should I support something which I know is wrong and and we shouldn't <sighs> um, wow that was that was uh, that was quite an awful anyway um, I, oh let me tell you about this new segment we're having we're gonna we're gonna bring that uh, we're gonna bring it up here. Uh so we have the we have the uh Liberal Wisdom timeout if you remember from before where we're gonna have a different liberal every week uh come on and uh tell us about it. Next week we're gonna have Barney Frank, so be sure to tune in for that. That should that should be a good one. Uh right now we're gonna have uh uh you know, I I know I insult the terrorists throughout the show and boo hoo, wah wah wa. So I figured I'd invite one of their spokesmen on here. i think, you know, I called, up a, called up uh up Osama, you know, let him know, hey. Send, send me one of your guys. Uh, you know, you want a voice on the show? Uh, you can, you know, let us know. You know, why, why, why am I wrong? Why are you right? Uh, so uh, during our our break now, we're going to have uh, Mohammed uh, from Al Qaeda come on here, and uh, he's going to tell you why I'm wrong, why he's right. So uh, I, I guess we're going to go to the break now, and uh, Mohammed, you can uh, you can take it away, sir. Go ahead.
1: Hello, this is Muhammad, your friendly representative of Al Qaeda. Now we are getting a lot of bad press, uh, especially on this uh, AJ Bruno show. Let me uh, clear up a few things. Uh, look, uh, it, uh, we are really good guys. Uh, we don't, you uh, know, don't uh, look for trouble. Uh, all we ask, we some uh, simple requests. We just ask that you follow Syrian law, uh, and if you don't, we would kill you. What is <laughs> what is so wrong with that? It, uh, I mean, really, there is nothing really very wrong with that. Uh, it is not so hard to accept that the Islam is the one true religion. Now, uh, I think we should agree that we should establish a one-world caliphate, uh, you know, and uh, we have here have some great leadership, uh, you know, from our great leader, Osama bin Laden, uh, a, very, a very good guy. I mean, you should get to know him. He's a very, 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 free man. Uh. You know, good family, man. I, I don't understand why you, why you hate them so much. I mean, you oh, know, you Americans, the uh, great Satan, they are the, they are the ones who started all this trouble in the first place. You know, I be mean, I mean, no shame on you people. I shame on you. You do know, you see, calling us the, calling us the bad guys, we I mean, didn't do much. Uh, you know, a couple of planes here and there, a couple of explosions. Uh, so what? So what? It's not, uh, not so much a big deal. Uh, but uh, you will never, you will, you will never catch we we'll never catch, uh, uh, somehow, or, or, uh, we'll never shut our great organization down, you know, we, we consider ourselves, say you know, we are a philanthropic, uh, organization, we are freedom fighters, you call us ter- terrorists, but, you know, what they say, one man's, uh, terrorist, another man freedom fighter, you know, maybe if you, uh, imperialist, uh, uh, medical, American scum, uh, didn't interfere in the Middle East all the time, you know, shame on you, you know, trying to defend that, uh, stupid, uh, stupid Israel, when they are in, our, in Palestinian territory and you send troops over Iraq and Afghanistan who are you, you great Satan? Well same on you. Now you must all accept Islam. Or else now I hope I am educating you on this on this most important matter. I you won't listen to that propaganda he says about our or radical Islam and you know that I trying to make you, you know, believe in Sharia law and uh, you know I follow the Prophet Muhammad and all these things, you know you know I, this is not a, that's a big a deal all you have to do is accept Islam Now uh, this is uh this is Mohammed, your, your very very friendly neighborhood uh, uh, terrorist spokesman uh, you see I'm a, I'm a you know I'm a human being too you know I'm uh, glad uh, your president Obama who is one of our own uh, don't don't let him know we told you uh, you' we're know, glad he's not going to be you know, uh, you know torturing and uh, keeping uh, uh, our poor uh, brothers in arms at that horrible Guantanamo Day uh, it's awful you should let them all go immediately. Okay, now I, uh, will let you get back to this stupid, uh, stupid show of this, uh, horrible, horrible, uh, bush-loving, uh, uh, intolerant, uh, I don't even know what to say about this guy. All right, uh, thank you, and may praise be to Allah.
3: All right, we're back. Uh, thank you for that, Mohammed. Uh, the number is three four seven Uh, let's get back to the phones, uh. Hello, you're on the A.J. Bruno Show. What's up? Hello. Hello. you there? Okay, uh, we'll see if our caller comes back. Okay, uh, just give the show a call if you want to talk. Three, the number is uh, three, uh, 347-308-8073. Sorry, I'm... uh, little bit spent from all the talking. Okay, yeah, so give me a call. Let me know what you think. You want me to, you know you think I'm wrong? You wanna add something? Let me know. You know, I mean if you're there fuming thinking uh you know this is this AJ guy he's such a he's such a douchebag. Why am I listening to him? You know, uh he's so wrong. And so like, you know what you missed one thing, let me add that. Just let me know. That's uh so just call in. Come on here. Let me know uh let me know what's on your mind. Um all right. Uh segment uh five seven oh number. Hello. Christine, are you there? Hello. Hello? Okay. I guess not. Alright. <laughs> we lost the caller. Okay. Um all right, so we, we were discussing we were discussing the whole issue of uh you know standing up for our values in the last segment here. Um now let me let me let me expand on this further, go in a little bit of a different direction. Um, a lot of people are saying that we're in the we're in danger of becoming a a regional party rather than a rather than a national party. We obviously gotta do something about that. But look at a lot of these people, like I'm I'm from New Jersey, yeah. Many of you know who are listening here. Uh Blue State obviously not my ideal place. Um, our values aren't too popular here. A guy who I liked a lot, I don't know, some of you might know him, uh, Brett Shungler, uh, is a former mayor of Jersey City, uh, ran for governor in 2000, got our nomination, ran in 2004, unfortunately he didn't. Uh, you know, This guy was a very, a completely solid conservative. But in a state like New Jersey, if you have these values, especially if you have these social conservative values, you are discriminated against. You've you got a lot of people out there who, who just won't tolerate it. And I'll tell you what, this culture of intolerance—they try and perceive it from—and it's coming from the right. It's not coming from the right. It's coming from the left. You know, I mean, I have to listen in uh, in a class, for instance, uh, the presidency class, a couple hundred people in it or whatnot. Um, and so this guy is—I I, I assume he's left-leaning. I assume he's left-leaning. Uh, doesn't come out and say it right out, but he kind of hints, you know, a little funny when he's talking about Bush and stuff. Not so much where I have to go all out on him, but you can tell. Um, and so he's saying how, uh, you know, Obama only got 14% of the, of the white votes uh, in some of these deep southern states like Alabama, Mississippi, whatnot. And how all these whites don't like blacks. No, that, that's not the case. It's not about race. I've heard this so many times, okay? It has nothing to do with race. I don't care what color his skin is. It's about ideals. And if it were President uh, Michael Steele or President Alan Keyes or Lynn Swan or Ken Blackwell or J.C. Watts or one of, these, one of these great Republicans, one of these great conservative Republicans that we have, I'd be all for them. It's not about race. It's about values. It's about values. And this whole, this whole slavery issue. Okay. I my I like, family's only been here a century. No one in my in my ancestry owned slaves. Okay, don't blame that on me. I think a lot of these blacks um, have this mentality that oh, you're white, so uh, I'm gonna take my anger out on you because slavery is somehow your fault. You know, I mean, not all. There's there are some nice blacks. I'm not gonna I'm not generalizing the entire race. So don't try and call me a racist or whatever. Um, but a lot of them. Have this whole mentality, and I, 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 I just don't get it. You know, am I am I gonna say, um, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm I gonna say I'm a, you know, I'm half Italian. So Italians were once discriminated against in this country. Oh, you're uh, uh, you're Irish, so I hate you. You know, I mean, it, it's completely preposterous. It, it's completely preposterous. And the, the, yeah, the whole race card thing has to stop. It has to stop. You know, they keep playing it. They keep playing this race card. I, okay, but let's see why. And first of all, Obama's half black, and he has no slave blood. So, you know, whatever. Like, uh, when they try and say, uh, I remember maybe made me almost sick when McCain was giving a concession speech. He's like, uh, he said, you know, I don't. Something be something, something. I don't, don't want to take away. You know, this this special moment, this this special pride that, that must be theirs tonight, referring to blacks. Like, <laughs> okay, um, because they're, you know, they're brainwashed. A lot of them, a lot of them, are brainwashed into thinking that the Democratic Party has their best interest at heart. And this all started back with uh, Eleanor Roosevelt getting them on board and whatnot. No, the Republican Party is the party of Lincoln. We're the ones who freed the slaves. Okay, we are the ones who freed the slaves, not the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party has a long tradition of racism, a long tradition of bigotry and supporting uh, you know, segregation. That's not the Republicans. The Republicans always champion civil rights, and, 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 we don't, and we don't. We're not the ones that get the rewards of the ballot box for it. And it's it, it just these, I'll tell you what, a lot of people are just brainwashed into thinking, you know, the government's going to give me welfare. The, the government's going to give me welfare. Um, and it, this happens when Democrats are in power. How about Democrats? No. The Democrats give out welfare. The Democrats, liberal Democrats, do this. Not, not because they care so much and in they're infinite mercy and they're so kind and generous and blah, blah, blah. All this nonsense they want you to think. No, that is certainly not the case. They do it because they want to lock up the voting block. That's why they get they get pretty much a 12 point handicap in any election now. because they have kept an entire racial group virtually in bondage by manipulating them. And it's a, it's a it's it's a horrible it's it's horribly unfortunate. It, I, I mean, you know, we we don't we just don't know. I just I, I just don't understand why anyone would fall would fall into this trap that they clearly set. They don't care. They just want your votes. They just want your votes. It's a party of hypocrites. It's a party of phonies. That's what the Democratic Party is. Now, sure, there are some good Democrats, but they they're very few and far between anymore. You know, you have. You have uh, Ben Nelson, who is someone who I I had admired him for a while. He was a seemed like a traditional Democrat, a um, good decent guy, and suddenly, you know, all, all out for for Barack Obama, all out for um, for his, his stupid stimulus. Let's not even call it a stimulus plan; it's a spendulous socialist bill or as uh, Sean Hannity called it, the European Socialism Act of 2009. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay, let's talk to it what it is. In fact, as a side note here, my university president, a uh, you know, big school, 26,000 students, sent out a letter to everyone, an emailed to everybody, saying, uh, you know, talking about Obama's new bill and how, how it was so great for the school. And he never said anything out like, out like this when Bush was uh, passing things when he was president. So I sent a reply back, not thinking he'd reply, obviously, but just for the principle of it. I'm like, you know, you mean the European Socialism Act of 2009? I'm like, why don't you, why didn't you send anything like this when Bush was president? This is biased. And I don't get a reply back for like a week and a half, whatever. I figured, you know, he's not going to reply. Finally, I get a reply back, and, he, and uh, he gave me a whole paragraph. He's pretty much like, well, thank you for your candid comments. I, uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he liked it very much, but... It was funny that he actually replied to it. Uh, we'll see if we can get him on the show. Maybe he can uh, defend that, but uh, I found that found that quite amusing. But you now back to the spec this whole thing. What what the Liberal Democrats do is they keep and uh, they okay, they keep people in virtual bondage. You wanna talk about slavery. You wanna talk about slavery. They keep people in economic slavery by keeping them dependent on the government for everything, for everything. And shame on them for doing that. Shame on them. It's all for political reasons. It's all for political expedience. That's all it's about. That's all it's about for them. That's why they want to keep certain groups in economically subservience. That's what it's all about for them. It's all about the politics. It's all about the politics, and you know they don't want people to have success on their own, to feel like uh, I'm I'm free to, to swim or sink on my own. You know they'll give you just enough to squeak by and and to keep voting for them. That's all. That's all. I, I don't. I mean, folks, it, it seems crystal clear to me. You know, I it seems very very clear from where I coming from. So let me know what you think uh three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three is the studio number uh, call up um let me know let me know what you think um it's <laughs> I, I, I i well I can't really say a whole lot more about this but you get the, you get the idea you get the idea because this is the whole philosophy of the democrats they're not they're not a party with... They're not the party of charity, they're the party of, of, uh, of giving, you know, those, those mean Republicans, they're all for the rich and whatnot. Well, tax cuts don't mean just for the rich. Tax cuts mean for everyone. Everyone gets tax cuts. Who is the government to confiscate a large portion of our money? The, the government had a couple of roles. Preserving the Constitution, that includes defending our country. Obviously, We need to spend a lot of money on the military, that's important um you know certain basic services, there's not a whole lot the government has to do. There really isn't. There really isn't. Uh let's take a call here. we got a call coming in. Hello, you're on the AJ Bruno show. What's in your mind?
7: And it's four two
3: three, that's me. It is, yes it is, sir.
7: Okay. The the uh odd thing is uh when you look at what the socialist agenda is all about and what they actually accomplish It's kind of funny because socialists and the liberals on the left, they always rail against the, quote, upper class. And they're always attacking them and attacking them and trying to take away from the achievers and so forth. And, of course, redistribute wealth to the bottom. But what winds up happening is, you know, in a capitalist society, you have a lower class, a middle class, and an upper class. But in the socialist society, once once socialism is firmly implanted, you only have two classes, the lower class and the upper class, in other words, the ruling class. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, like I say, although they're well against the upper class, uh, their policies eventually drag everyone down in the middle class, drag everyone in the middle class down into the lower class, and they completely eliminate a class. And then, of course, leaving themselves at the top of the of the heap uh, controlling everything and running everything. But yeah. no, one, no, one, no one ever, ever, no one ever be, is able to ever see what they're up to, I mean, until it's too late, of course.
3: Exactly. I mean, people got to see this thing coming ahead of time, and they don't. I mean, you have... Okay, like all these people who are saying communism or quasi-communism, which is socialism, thinking that this would work. Well, we saw in the USSR it didn't work. It collapsed. Not only is it brutal, but it's financially uh, not it's financially not workable, you know? I and mean, you're never going to have just, a lot of people want to spread around the wealth and have just one class. Well, you don't have one class. You've got an elite ruling class that hoards a vast, even more amount of the wealth than, you know, supposedly they say, uh, you know, the rich has so much uh, in this, you know, in our society. Uh, but then you have a, instead of having a large middle class, you've got a large uh, proletariat, you know, each their terms, people who have barely anything and are just struggling to get by. I mean, I don't understand how anyone could believe in this. I, I I mean, I, I mean, you know, you, you make a you make some good points there. Um,
7: socialists, socialists, their opinion, their way of looking at the world, though, they don't. Uh, and and Rush talked about this the other day, and he hit it right on the head. They don't look at the end result of their policies. They only look at what they say and the reasons they're doing it. And it, and it's like, as long as the reasons they are doing it are pure, at least pure from the socialist point of view, that they're trying to achieve this and trying to achieve that, it doesn't even matter what the end result is. It's all a matter of, of feelings, you know, because liberalism is an emotional ideology. It's all based on fuzzy, warm feelings, you know, and conservatism is a is a logical ideology it's based on logic and principle and so therefore the end result of the liberal philosophy you know so ie socialism and communism both strains of it has been proven uh, abject failure every single time it's been tried you cannot point to one single successful socialist or communist uh uh, entity out there, the only thing you might come slightly close to, uh, it would be if you look at China, but only because China is just now coming out of it because they've incorporated capitalist principles into their system. Right. I mean, they still have a long, long, long way to go. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, for, for you know, decades and decades and decades, they've wallowed in just total, total abject poverty. But they're starting to create an actual middle class in China now because of some of their capitalist policies they put in place. But of course, it's not gone full-bore capitalist. We all know that. Uh, yeah, but when you look, yeah. at, well, look at a true socialist or true communist society, it's always just a total failure, absolute total failure. But no one ever points that out to them. I mean, we do, but, I mean, they seem to never see it themselves. They can't even look in the mirror and see the reality of it. And, and just like with Obama, with this situation we've got on our hands now, I mean he obviously he had a choice to go a lot of different ways. we knew exactly which way he was going. we knew even though he campaigned campaigned as a centrist, he didn't fool me for a minute. I knew he was totally uh, totally left
3: well you know, I, I, I knew he, I
7: knew how he was going to uh um run his presidency. he didn't fool me for a minute so but, i mean, i knew
3: there were, i wish there were more like you sir uh you know it's unfortunate a lot of people got fooled by this uh let's let's hope they don't um Right now, we'll say thank you very much for your call. I uh, hope you keep tuning okay. in. But thank you very
7: much. Okay. Thanks.
3: Uh, let's take another call. Um, we got – oh, no. Uh, yes. Uh, hello. You're, 904. You're on the uh, A.J. Bruno show. Hello. Hello. How's it
0: going? I, I, how's it going? I, I, I'm a little shocked because where were Republicans when Bush was doing all this? I haven't seen you guys come Oh, out is here. that a
3: liberal sir, huh? Okay, now not, what exactly did Bush do? Hello, I'm not li-
0: I'm not liberal. But go ahead.
3: Oh, you're not. Okay. Well, tell me. Tell me what 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 Bush did that you dislike so much.
0: Well, he funded um programs that didn't work. He um he increased our deficit of spending. He also what he also did was he spent tr- he spent trillions of dollars to fix up an uh, to fix up um a country where we really didn't have to I'm talking about like the, some places in Iraq, but I understand since we went over there and we basically destroyed them we it's only fair that we you know we we helped them back out, so I think that's what all all of that added um onto the economic crisis, but I don't think it started with Bush. it really started before um Bush and Clinton, but Clinton helped as well because he signed nafta but what I'm saying is where were you guys when all this was going down? I mean, Republicans were quiet, but it's just like now since Barack got into office, he's all of a sudden the devil. Well,
3: I'll tell you what. I, I was not quiet. A lot of Republicans are too quiet. It seems like now they're finally getting their act together. But a lot of Republicans did oppose the initial bailout uh, uh, with with Bush, which I, I, I there were some funny things with that, too. And you could say, this is one of, like I said, I agree with the president, with President Bush uh, on most things. This is one of the things where I disagree with a little bit. However, this new this new you know, quote unquote stimulus bill, you know, stimulus bill, uh, this is a lot worse. Like I said, two thirds spending and it's nonsensical spending, and one third tax cut. This is worse than the one that was under President Bush. This is just just spending all the people's a trillion dollars.
0: Actually, you know actually, actually, I, I want to say it's worse. It's just going in the same direction. That's what it really is. And, and ultimately, yeah. ultimately, the um, ultimately <laughs> what this is going to do is going to make. I don't know why people think it's such a good idea, but I don't know what, um, what this is ultimately going to do. Is going to make government print more money, which is how we got into this in the first place. And once government starts redistributing this wealth to states, and it's not really even going to go to the individual, it's going to open up more um, room for corruption and um, predatory lending, basically. And this is only going to crash the do- devalue the dollar even further. So we're going to enter into a depression soon with this um, stimulus package.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, it's definitely it would definitely keep going in the wrong direction here. We're spending money we don't have, you know. I mean, they're spending and, money that doesn't even exist yet. Wealth that hasn't even been created. I mean, every anyone who supports this stuff is wrong. We've got Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, whatever. It's just downright wrong.
0: I think uh, that we need to be asking the question of where is this coming from anyways, this money? Where is it going to come from? Because it just just can't come from thin air. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, that's an excellent question. And when, you know, how, did, how did he how does he pay for these things? How is Obama going to pay for these things? He talks about hope and change. Well, what kind of you know what kind of actually you can make that point? You say that he's continuing something that started under President Bush. Well, that's not change. You know how does that change? It's just making the problem worse.
0: Yeah, worse. and not, not 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 only that, I've, he's not talking about closing up the borders. He's not talking about at least at least trying to remove NAFTA. Because NAFTA is what NAFTA, NAFTA is what kind of got us into. It was another stepping stone towards yeah. what got us into this. I yeah, we well, I, talking I mean, about
3: renegotiating NAFTA. I, I don't know. How do you do that? You can't unilaterally negotiate a you know a big treaty like that. I mean, some of the things he's saying are.
0: Ca- ca- can I ask you a question? Sure. What about when you What about when you have many people um, going around saying, "Oh, he's a great president because he's sitting he's sitting with the opposite party." No president has ever done that, so that shows he cares. What about when you got people saying, um, foolishness like that, thinking that he's all of a sudden a great, he's all of a sudden doing something special because he's sitting with a different party.
3: Well, you know, what he's trying to do, obviously, is make it look like he's bipartisan, make it look like, uh, but if this went, and he wants to cover his bases, too, because if this went down and he had Republican support, he would say, well, the Republicans are with me, too, so everyone's to blame. But if this doesn't work, then the Republicans have this leverage on him and say, look, he had this this huge, you know, stimulus bill, and it was a failure. And that'll make, that'll go a long way to you know, helping in making him lose power. So he tried to secure that, and they didn't. They didn't fall for his bluff. But uh, look, uh, got to run. But thanks so much for the comments. Keep listening. Right. sir. Okay. Uh, thank you very much.
0: All right.
3: All right. Oh, we got a whole string of callers here. If, if you want to uh, call up three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three, let's go to the next caller. Five seven. All right, you are on the AJ Bruno Show. What's on your mind?
6: Hi, AJ. This is Christine. How are you?
3: I am great. How are you?
6: Good. I wanted to uh, bring up something that the previous caller had mentioned about predatory lending. Sure. I uh, 100% believe that that is a total crock. Mm -hmm. Nobody forced anybody to sign any papers. Nobody forced anybody to take out loans they can't afford. Nobody forced anybody to buy a house they can't afford. But somebody did, however, force banks to give loans to people who do not qualify which was in okay. 1992, 93, 94 area when Citibank was sued by the mm-hmm. law firm of a Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. So I'm not buying predatory lending. I'm buying the I, greed of people who cannot afford what they bought.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, the fact that they would, force, they would force these people to lend money to people who can't even afford this stuff. And the worst thing is, say what really gets me fired up. Now, we're supposed to you – know, everyone's supposed to pay for the mortgages and give money to people who – and these aren't people who are struggling by and large. These are people who bought these homes to uh, turn to flip them and turn a profit. You get greedy. You take a risk in a capitalist society. That's your fault. It, it's not that, you know, uh, oh, struggling to get by, can't afford to pay it for no fault of our own. These people just got greedy and wanted to make a big profit off it, and it's their loss. You know, how is that our problem?
6: Exactly. Not I 100% that. agree.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I just don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's beyond me. I mean, there's so, there's just so many, so many I mean, economic. I live problems. in
6: an area, I live in an area that hit a big building boom, where most of the homes were built by people from apartments coming from apartments and building homes, and now every other one of them is sitting empty. Yeah. In fact, I experienced selling my own home a few years back. Our first buyer, our lawyer, came back and said, this person doesn't even belong renting an apartment. No work yeah. history, no credit history, no banking history, and they were trying to buy a $450,000 house from us.
3: Jeez. Yeah, that's Like I said, that's what people are trying to do. I mean, you get greedy, you, you give make... a bad
6: it. loan, you give a high-risk loan, you go under. A smaller bank will rise up exactly. and take over the business.
3: I, mean, I don't want
6: my tax money going to bail out banks I gave out bad loans.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I mean, what's even worse than that is it's going towards uh, giving you know uh, these huge perks to these big CEOs. Now, I, I don't like what what Obama's um are trying to. You, you can limit you can limit the salary of the CEOs who are taking bailout money. That makes sense because they're giving themselves lavish right. bonuses. They're buying oh, private planes and decorating their offices and stuff. That has to stop. But. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's no accountability for this. They're giving they're giving out free money, free yeah. money, and they're not even spending it on helping the economy. How are they money? Yeah. They're
6: giving our money out. They're giving my kids money out, my grandkids money,
3: to people mean,
6: who who they shouldn't they shouldn't be given it to. Well, You're going to spend a trillion dollars to create ten million dollars worth of jobs. That's insane.
3: Yeah, that's what I said before. They would have been better off giving three thousand dollars for each person. You would have had more effect on the economy than this. You exactly. Know? I mean, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but then again, you're trying to you're trying to.
6: Yeah. I, know, I was was going to say also with the health care being a huge part of the spending package.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: How does giving everybody Medicaid stimulate the economy? People on Medicaid, uh, you know, do you ever have you ever been to a Medicaid clinic? No, they all go under because you can't support a clinic on Medicaid. Yeah. A doctor can't hire a staff on Medicaid. How's that stimulating the economy?
3: No. You want a health
6: care package, you sign a health care package. You don't put it in a, in, a, in a stimulus package.
3: You can't. I mean that <laughs> I mean but you're trying to you're trying to make sense out of something that the insane are coming up with. I mean you can't you can't reason with people like this, uh you know, these are these are radical hard line leftists and now they control the government. They can do almost anything they want. You know, the only thing holding them back is uh well, there's not even a whole lot because we're, they're close to a filibuster and you've got a bunch of liberals in there who are willing to give them anything they want for hardly anything in the way of concession. I, I mean, they're just running the board with this nonsense. And I'll tell you what, we've we got to try and stop it as much as we can, but there's not a whole lot we can do until we, we make uh, significant gains in the Congress or even you know the presidency yep. 2012. It's going to be a very, very, very unpleasant few years. So.
6: Oh, absolutely. Uh, so start uh, writing your letters.
3: I yeah, know definitely. I am. <laughs> Alright, thank you very much for calling in.
6: Alright, you're welcome. Have a good night.
3: Take care. Good Alright, well, uh, nice string of callers there at the end. Uh all right, well, everyone, we got about a minute left here. Thanks. Thanks uh so much for listening. I appreciate it. Thanks for all the comments from my callers. Uh we'll be back next Sunday, same time, five to seven. Let your let your friends know. Uh call up, contribute. Let's keep the show going here. Let's get a whole wave of conservative thinking here on uh Loud Talk Radio. Uh yeah, thanks so much for participating. I hope I uh, hope you had a good time. I, I certainly did. Uh it was incredibly enjoyable. Um Yeah. So we've we've got about a minute and a half left here. Uh hey, you want to call and make a last comment, feel free. Uh three four seven three oh eight eight oh seven three. Uh it's a number. Uh yeah, a little bit over a minute here. But well, let me just say, uh, let me just say this: It's so important that we, as conservatives, stand up. I think that's been the theme for most of the show tonight. We've got to be willing to stand up uh, for what we believe in. If we don't, the liberals are going to run their way. They're going to destroy this country. They're going to destroy this country. We, we've got to, we got to, we got to stop them. We have to stop them. So go out there, tell, tell your friends to listen to this show. Let's make it start here. We'll be back Sunday, five to seven Eastern PM. Um, we might even, you know, do more episodes after, after uh, more often if, if the show takes off. I think it's been a success for our opening show. So hope you guys had a, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, tell your friends to listen in. Let's let it spread word of mouth. Um, it's it's been incredibly enjoyable. I Hope you enjoyed the, the segments too. Uh, Muhammad and Al Gore, thanks to them. Uh, thanks to Mark Levin. Uh, we'll be back with more of that next week. Let me know. Let me know what you think. Uh, you can send me an email. Uh, you can reach me on my Facebook, on my Live Space. You can reach me on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can email me at AJ LordAJ, L O R D A J A Y at yahoo.com. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a fantastic night, and I will see you next week. This is AJ Bruno signing off for now. So long.